0: Hi, it's Alex, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Youth in Education podcast series, CFUY Live. In this series, we're exploring the most interesting aspects of research that we are carrying out at the Centre for Education and Youth,
1: and providing you with insights from the practitioners and young people that we work with. Thanks for listening.
2: The Centre for Education and Youth believes society should ensure all children and young people receive the support they need to make a fulfilling transition to adults find
1: us at
2: cfey.org. Hi, it's Vanessa. Welcome to the second episode of the CFEY Life podcast. In this episode, I speak to Adam Murhead, Director of Youth Work at the Trust for Developing Communities, and Abby Angus, a Senior Associate at the Centre for Education and Youth. We discuss the importance of youth work, explore evaluation of TDC's Detached Youth Work Program, and look at the challenges that come with evaluating youth work. I hope you enjoy the episode. To kick us off, Adam, would you be able to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the Trust for Developing Communities and the work you're doing in Brighton?
0: Yeah, happily, yeah. I'm uh, yeah, Director of Youth Work at the Trust for Developing Communities. That's my full-time job. I also... Lecturer in youth work at the University of Brighton, and I'm the former chair of the Institute for Youth Work as well, which is the professional association for youth workers in England. So, uh, really happily, kind of been working at this intersection of practice, academia, and strategy, which has been amazing. Yeah, Uh, and TDC, my full-time job is a charity. It's based in Brighton, and uh, it's seeking to make Brighton and Hove, the city of greatest equality. So we do this through community development, equalities work, and the bit that I look after, which is youth work. And in the youth work, we focus on people who experience the most barriers to their fair share of opportunity, which could be opportunity to access services and support, opportunities for skills development, or simply the opportunity to be safe from harm in some cases. So um, yeah, we largely base ourselves into private communities where we offer everything from open access youth work and clubs to holiday programmes, sports sessions, targeted equalities work for disabled young people or young travellers, for example, Um, things like a science club and uh, detached, a lot of detached youth work.
2: Mm, It sounds like you're doing a lot of interesting work. And as you said, you're kind of in the intersect between practice um, and also policy with the lecturing work you're doing. Um, It sounds like really interesting work that you do. Would you actually be able to tell us a little bit about Detached Youth Work for the listeners that don't know what it is?
0: Of course, yeah. Detached is basically trained, skilled youth workers heading out into public spaces where young people are informally socialising and engaging with them there. It's a really purist form of youth work because a lot of the tools we typically use and have to look after, like buildings or mobile vans, mean asserting our adult control over the spaces where we meet them and we're detached it isn't your space it's more like their space it's where they're most comfortable or at least more in control so uh, it means youth workers have to partic- they have to be particularly on it in terms of engagement it's just you them potentially a bag filled with condoms or some beer goggles and your conversation so, um, it, But it's a, it's an amazing form of youth work um, and it's important that we offer detached youth work just because we want to bring opportunities and access to those young people who don't or won't go to a building and join mm-hmm. something more structured. Um, it requires very low level of participation from them but the um, good youth work process will see relationships grow between workers and young people and then those young people leveraging... The youth workers to meet their needs whether those are about finding the music workshop down the road that they'd love to attend or squashing some beef with other local young people who are threatening violence so it takes in a whole range of stuff um in this really purest fashion so a lot of youth workers that i know and i work with love it
2: Mm, that sounds really interesting i like kind of the idea of it being in its purest form and really meeting young people where they are Um, it sounds really interesting. Abby I know you worked with Adam and TDC to evaluate their detached youth work program and have also experience of youth work yourself. Could you tell us a little bit about your background in this area and also your role in the project with TDC?
1: Yeah of course. Um, So my undergraduate degree is in community development and youth work and before starting that degree course I'd had some experience working alongside young people in all sorts of different youth work settings. So I I already knew it was something I was really interested in and really enjoyed doing. And during the degree course itself, I ended up doing several placements. So I was able to work in open access youth clubs. Um, I worked on one really cool project where we went out in this big adapted bus uh, to meet young people in their local communities and provide kind of safe activities and trusted adults where they were. I haven't worked in youth settings then for several years after that. Um, But then a couple of years ago, I started volunteering in local youth club. Um, So, yeah, youth work is something I I keep coming back to. Um, For the Detached Youth Work Evaluation project we did alongside TDC, my role in that was as project lead. Um, I'd known Adam for a little while before we started the project and had heard enough about youth work in Brighton led by TDC to know that I really wanted to work with them and was really keen just to be able to kind of support the evidence base for youth work. Um, it's something I think is super valuable and I've seen the impact of good youth work on young people firsthand. So to then be part of kind of talking about how it's good and why it's good and where it could be better felt like a really cool opportunity. So Abby, you spoke kind of briefly about why you
2: think the project's important, but could you maybe tell me a bit more about why you think it's important for CFEY to do this kind of work? So I know youth work isn't something we've looked into that much as far as I remember, um, but it's something we're taking more of an interest in. Why do you think
1: it's important for us to look into this area? Well, partly with the Centre for Education and Youth, and education is a small part of the services that young people access. And For some young people as well, they they might not be even accessing education. So actually, there's like a whole range of other different institutions and settings and services and support that's available for young people. And we're interested in young people and their experiences. So we should be interested in all those different other areas as well. Um, I think I get the impression that youth work is something that amongst the team, we're all really, really interested in. But perhaps don't have huge amounts of personal experience with and so I think working with TDC felt like a really good opportunity for the whole team as a like oh we can actually properly dig into something that we think is great let's find out a bit more.
2: Mm, Absolutely to be honest I'd never actually thought about that the fact that some young people actually aren't accessing education but maybe they are accessing youth work so to ignore youth work almost ignores an aspects of society that young people are engaging with maybe quite regularly. Um, yeah, I'd never thought about that. that's a really interesting way to put it. Um, Adam, do you maybe have anything to add to that?
0: Right, youth work more broadly is a form of education and it's the kind of the, the, uh, the ugly stepsister sort of in the basement sometimes when education policy is devised. Um, It isn't necessarily considering this whole branch that is non-formal and informal. And I love that about youth work because I've always had a passion for fighting for the underdogs. Um, So, yeah, youth work is an underdog of education. I think it's kind of what inspires some people to go, oh, yeah, no, let's help them show how brilliant this is. And I think that's part of what came into play when we started the conversation with the Centre for Education and Youth, because uh, I could see the, the same twinkle in the eyes of people like Abby, which is great.
2: That's great, yeah. It seemed like a really good point of, um, hate to use the word synergy, but it felt like a really good use of the word. Um, Adam, when we spoke previously, you said one of the things that you really enjoyed about the project was the methodology. Um, Abby, do you mind actually just starting us off by describing the methodology you used to evaluate the work?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So the evaluation used two main methods. Um, We did walking interviews with a small number of young people, and we collected most significant change data. Um, The most significant change data, we worked with the team of detached youth workers that deliver detached across Brighton and Hove, and we trained them to collect responses to the prompt, what for you has changed the most Uh, following the support you've received from youth workers so while they were out and about um, doing their thing doing some youth work they also were able to speak to young people about what changes young people had noticed it was chosen because if I had been tagging along for example or another of our researchers from a team um, tagging along with youth workers then we might have kind of got in the way of that practice and so it was really important to find an evaluation tool that allowed the youth workers to do what they do best without kind of, yeah, diluting or or getting in the way of their actual practice, which is important. The walking interviews we chose for a similar reason because we wanted to really kind of channel the same kind of tools that Detached Youth Work itself used. So um, the youth workers spoke to young people and identified young people that would be willing to talk to a researcher and then asked them where they'd like to meet. And so I ended up coming to young people's spaces, meeting them in, I went to a park by a youth centre, I went to a playground attached to a youth centre. It was brilliant. Um, I felt like the young people kind of welcomed me into their space rather than me saying like, oh, you need to come to an office and sit down in a quiet room and so it it just kind of evened up some of those power dynamics that can sometimes exist between research and young people um while treating young people as the kind of experts in their own experience
2: Mm, i like that term experts of their own experience absolutely i think as well removing us ourselves from those stuffy environments i can imagine just brings out or makes the young people feel a lot more comfortable um Adam, would you mind telling me what stood out on your part about this methodology?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It was an interesting opportunity from the start. When we tried to fund this project the first time, we went to the Youth Endowment Fund, and they actually said the evidence base for detached youth work isn't there, um, doesn't exist in a meaningful way. Um, We know know that's not true. It's just when... (sighs) They're clearly asking for a particular type of evidence because my research, I've got lists this long, as long as my arm, Um, but they're often, yeah, kind of from this youth perspective, qualitative in their approach. Um, They don't often come with very clinical social return on investment, cost benefit analysis type thing, and they're just not appropriate. Um, What is appropriate? I mean, the, the youth work process in so many ways is quite fragile. Because it relies on young people's voluntary engagement, in detached youth where they can literally walk away from you if you misstep or um, or make one poor joke. That's uh, that's where I fall down often, <laughs> or, or a single comment is taken the wrong way. So we need to find a, an approach that respects this delicate relationship and leaned on. Um, as Abby touched on, the existing relationships of youth workers with young people to get snippets of information from them at a time in a way that didn't disrupt the the methodology of the practice or ask too much of them. Um, It's interesting, you know, in a youth club, you can have feedback boxes, comment walls, invite people to help make the joint space better. But out on the streets, getting feedback from young people and what they get from you being around feels a lot more immodest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, had they ever reflected before on what they see as the benefits of our service, they even see us as a service, maybe they turn around and tell us they could totally take it or leave it. We had to be prepared for that, but but there's, so there's a certain amount of kind of candor and modesty that we need to approach this with, and that I felt was very sympathetic with what Abby and the team were creating for us.
2: Mm. I really like that, yeah, kind of the idea of respecting the delicate relationship. So do you think there's anything the sector broadly can learn from using a methodology like this?
0: I think a detached youth worker is particularly sensitive to what they can and can't do, say or ask of young people when they're out there. And this is specialist knowledge in delicate engagement work. And evaluators need to leverage this as far as possible. And youth workers need to feel confident to say, no, that won't work. Um, and hopefully they'll come back and add, oh, but, you know, dot, 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 this might. But if they keep saying, no, that won't work, no, that won't work, no, that won't maybe there just isn't a suitable way to evaluate this from a young person's perspective or a suitable way to do it at this time. Mm-hmm. There's a sort of temporal factor. So, and maybe that's okay. Maybe there are ways to triangulate from other perspectives, uh, use some objective stats from here, uh, a dollop of professional objective external view from somewhere else, some worker perspective. Um, and and if, if worker perspective is seen as marking our own homework too much, maybe projects can buddy up with similar projects from elsewhere, collaborate in peer quality assessment. These are opportunities that are out there if people are prepared to get a bit creative.
2: Mm. So if I understand you correctly, what you're suggesting is asking the people that are involved in the services, pretty much, asking the youth workers, asking the young people how they think it's best to evaluate or assess the impact it's having rather than coming at it from quite a neutral and almost cold perspective when you're just trying to evaluate something.
0: I totally agree. And the more that those advantages, the more that those perspectives in the opportunities we have to evaluate uh, are taken advantage of uh, instead of seen as potential barriers, complications, things that are going to cost more, take more time, then it's a bit of a paradigm shift. Um, And I think that that needs to be treated as exciting and as I say, we can get a bit creative, try something new and different and contribute to the evaluation as opposed to seeing this as one silver bullet that's going to nail this in terms of capturing everything and all things that are wonderful and going on here.
2: Hmm. Absolutely. Abby, do you have anything to add on this? What do you think There's that we can learn or the sector can learn more broadly from kind of this methodology and just evaluating youth work kind of more broadly in a slightly more creative way
1: I think kind of linked to what Adam was saying one of the things I really really enjoyed about this project was working with the TDC youth workers to really like perfect just just little things like the wording of the question that they were going to go out and ask young people or working with them to kind of chat over the best way to approach asking that question to young people and I think it was really valuable for me and for you as well Vanessa because you you were in that session with the youth workers yeah but I think for us as evaluators to be able to actually work with the people that will be doing the work themselves was it was really cool and I felt like I learned quite a lot from it and it's something that I've definitely used in other projects as well because ultimately the people working alongside the young people are the ones that will know kind of even things like kind of other outcomes that projects are meeting that might not necessarily be part of the kind of intended outcomes but they'll have that picture of what this work actually looks like for the people benefiting Mm -hmm. from it.
2: Yeah you're right I remember when we were talking about consent and people um some of them were saying you know it might be an issue getting consent because just because of the nature of um youth work particularly detached youth work and it's like as an evaluator or as a researcher it's not something you really think about um kind of the the impact these evaluations maybe have or yeah I guess the delicacies of what these relationships are like and it definitely was interesting to just think more about yeah the nature of youth work and what that means for us as evaluators Mm -hmm. um in a way that I probably Mm. wouldn't have if I hadn't had that one-to-one interaction with youth workers themselves. Um, So definitely agree on that point.
1: Mm. It was around parental consent, wasn't it? Because we try to always get parental carer consent for any young person under the age of 15. But actually, if you're meeting young people in a skate park on a Friday afternoon, then they probably don't want you to phone their parents to say, I'm a youth worker and I'm talking to your young person. So navigating all those kind of, yeah, making making evaluation work for practice yeah was, was really interesting and really useful.
2: Definitely. That actually brings me really nicely to my next question. Abby, would you be able to talk us through what you think the top three findings from this evaluation was?
1: Yeah, of course. I'd be really interested to hear if they're the kind of the same top three that Adam has. Um, for me, I think uh, I found it, really interesting to hear from the young people that i interviewed particularly about um detached youth work as a way to access support that they just might not have known about beforehand so these detached youth workers are like walking encyclopedias of the city they know what exists where and they're able through the relationships they build with young people they can provide that, that kind of specialist local knowledge of like, oh, I, I know you as a person. I know what you might be looking for. You've talked through the stuff you're facing. And actually I know a service that exists like down the road that might be really helpful for you. Um, I thought that was really cool. Mm. I thought um, one of the main project objectives from the funders was around reducing young people's involvement in violent crime. And I really, really thought, that hearing again in the interviews particularly young people were able to really articulate how detached youth work had reduced their involvement in violent crime and it was it was through two two main ways so the physical presence of youth workers out on the streets is a really useful way to de-escalate situations if if young people know that there's a trusted adult nearby then they're more likely to go find that person instead of letting things escalate um and the second way it, it also reduced young people's involvement was those relationships again, the relationships that youth workers build with young people, but using those relationships to be able to educate young people about potential consequences. And that seemed to really have like made changes for the young people that I interviewed. Uh, The third really interesting to me finding was around uh, young people's feelings of connectedness to their areas as well. Mm -hmm. Um, we spoke to several young people who had said that following kind of contact with youth workers out and about and building those relationships with youth workers out and about they'd been able to find out about more opportunities to get involved in things to make changes in their local community and kind of felt more more drawn to those kind of opportunities as well and so I think there's something really interesting about kind of if young people are given maybe even a little bit of kind of ownership over their area then that can really lead to wanting to improve their area for everyone.
2: Mm, those seem like really interesting findings. Adam, would you say those are the most interesting for you or did you have other findings that you thought were the most interesting?
0: Those probably were the most interesting and supportive and helpful and all of those things. Um, there's something that's quite, I mean, it's, it sounds too generic, to even flag, really, but anything that can contribute to the to the narrative that youth work works is just beautiful for us, and um, it's it's so supportive and, and validating because the system seems to be set up in some ways to kind of undermine, defund, and uh, yeah, disrupt what we're trying to do sometimes. And um, so to, to have this as a piece of work that not only said, well, yeah, it's it's helping in some way, but it's helping towards the aims that we had set out with our funder was beautiful. And it's been so, so helpful and supportive ever since.
2: Yeah, I remember reading some of the findings and they, they were really nice to read. Um, I can only imagine as a youth worker, how nice that would have been to read that the young people are saying about you, to know that you are having an impact um, and you are making a difference. Particularly, it can it can be quite difficult to you know, build trust with young people um, and the fact that you guys were able to do that, um, and that's evident also from what the young people are saying, um, definitely pat on the back for that one. Um, well done. So to prepare for this podcast, I've been reading an article by Louise Doherty um, and Tanya De um, who are researchers at King's College London, and they're looking at valuing and also valuing and evaluating youth work. One of the key things that came out from this piece that I was really interested by was the idea that there's a disconnect in how youth work is valued by young people and also how it's measured and evaluated, um, which seems to be kind of coming out in the conversations that we've been having. Would you agree with this? Um, And if so, what do you think is the reason behind this tension or disparity? Adam, I'm going to go to you first.
0: Uh, I mean, in short, yes, I tend to agree. I just alluded to some of the ways that youth work hasn't felt so supported or understood um, in in what it seeks to achieve or aligned with, you know, national governmental policy and stuff like that. I think um, neoliberalism uh, has a seeking to understand the cost of everything, but losing sight of its value. And uh, if it can't be privatised for profit-making so we can determine how much money it makes compared to other similar things or um, or, or measure the learning to within an inch of its life with regular examinations, it um, doesn't matter if they stress the kids out to the point of nervous breakdown, let's do it so that we can have uh, a National League table tell us how good those things are because we can't make money out of them. We should at, at least kind of, yeah, squeeze every last bit out of them. It's sort of lost sight of the fact that Education's there to serve young people and not the other way round. I think that the act of creative evaluation is an act of resistance to to this kind of big regime that's actually undermining support for young people. It's got us questioning whether or not we can justify investment in young people-centred services, and it's ludicrous. Um, Funding youth work should be a fundamental good um I do find it strange sometimes that we having to work quite so hard to prove youth work and justify the the work that we're doing.
2: Mm, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, that is, I guess, the problem with neoliberalism. There is always this this need to prove something, and I, I think certain things are kind of good within themselves, or I I would argue anyways. Um, so yeah, it is difficult when you're always being I mean, obviously, I'm a researcher, I'm an evaluator. I do believe in, you know, the need to assess things, but I do think it can be difficult sometimes to prove good in certain situations. Abby, what do you say to this question?
1: Uh, I think I would very much agree with everything you've both said. I think something I've been thinking about recently quite a lot is that, for me, the two kind of main really valuable things about youth work... Are giving young people access to trusted adults who have this kind of wealth of knowledge, experience, and care, and also providing young people with opportunities to have fun with each other. And I think both of those things are really hard to like to evaluate, to assess, to like unpick. And to an extent they, they don't need unpicking. Like I personally feel like young people deserve to have fun they deserve to have spaces where they can safely have fun with other young people and they deserve access to people that care about them and I think for kind of while obviously like you said Vanessa like we do a lot of evaluation I think evaluation is really important but I think for youth work there's a lot of value in just the existence of youth work for young people and I'm not convinced that that can be evaluated that usefully or needs to be.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think certain things, as I said, they're just good in themselves. Um there's obviously a need for assessment, but not everything can be unpicked and kind of not every stone can be uncovered. Um, and I think to some degree we have to just get comfortable with that. Um and just understand that yeah, certain things are good in themselves. Um and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that the researchers also highlighted that I found quite interesting was that Um, Young people engaging with youth work, particularly those from, for example, working class or ethnic minority backgrounds, um, have often been disproportionately subject to surveillance and monitoring, for example, by the police, sometimes even by schools, and as a result might be slightly more resistant to being monitored during an evaluation. Adam, what do you think as researchers we can do to make sure that young people do feel comfortable through the evaluation process and don't feel monitored or um surveilled
0: it's a really good point and it's a complicated subject with a complicated answer my my quick version i think is co-production so we you know we bring in the subjects of the evaluation wherever we can to make sure that the way that it's developing the kinds of questioning the things that we're trying to unpack are they kind of ethical, congruent by their standards. So making sure that making sure that those voices are there early is, is super helpful where that's possible. Uh, I think researchers with lived experience is helpful. I think uh, with some of the skills, certainly for youth work in terms of engagement, I think they're a different type of skill set and we were able to make the most of Abby's youth work background in terms of engagement with the, some of the people during walking interviews, for example, um, and that lived experience. I mean, it's um, for, for people who the ways that we can bring in peer researchers too, um, young people training them to be the people doing the research, which, of course, requires investment resource. It's often a, a longer amount of time we need to spend doing the research because we do it that way but um, it's always worth it. <laughs> so I'd say those are those are the things that I'd suggest.
2: Yeah, I think it's so important to ensure or try to have co-production and things when possible. Um, I feel like it adds, I don't know if integrity is the word I'm looking for, but I just think it almost strengthens the work and ensures that you're really getting to the heart of the issues that you're trying to uncover. I think sometimes as researchers, we are looking at things from almost quite an objective kind of abstract way. And we don't always have, I mean, you do, but not all of us have that kind of on the ground experience. Um, And I think involving people that do have that experience and have lived experience can only really serve to strengthen the work. So I definitely agree and hope that that's where evaluation and research moves in the future, particularly when evaluating youth work. One of the suggestions in the piece was to emphasise the everyday and remarkable aspects of youth work. Which I quite liked as an idea, Abby. What would
1: you say this looks like in practice? Um, that's a really good question. I think for me, it's those relationships that youth workers form with young people. They they are kind of everyday relationships. They're they're people that have access to each other. Maybe they like attend a club every week that they've been going to for ages, and they like the young people might really know the youth workers that run that club so that is quite an everyday part of that young person's life but it is it's remarkable you hear some of the conversations between young people and youth workers or you have the privilege of being in those conversations and the extent to which young people trust youth workers with with big things that are going on with them is like not to be too cheesy it's really beautiful (laughs) like just hearing that that level of trust and then the youth workers are able to to match that trust with care and support and it's it's just really wonderful.
2: No I agree I think we should never underestimate
1: underestimate
2: the importance of just like relationships um, and building trust and how difficult that really is and how important and special those relationships are when you have managed to form them Um, I completely agree as cheesy as that sounds as well. Adam, what would you say, as a youth worker, you are pretty much doing the everyday and remarkable on a day-to-day basis, so what would you say that us as researchers might miss and what do you think we can do to ensure that these are captured in evaluations when possible?
0: It's, It's difficult. That's why they're easy to miss. There is something of the intangible, something of the magical, something of the undefined love, even professional love, dare I say, it goes into some of the work that we do that won't be captured easily um, in a bar chart. Um, there are things that happen. I'd like, just an example, it, we can never tell our funders very easily about the person who made a tea for someone else. Whereas that person and developing the empathy that would be required to offer and make someone a cup of tea it could be the process of months based on the trauma that they might have experienced, the kind of self-preservation, the anxiety that might come with just this little act, something like that. And it is, it's every day they made a cup of tea. So what? It's remarkable. Look at the journey they've been on from where they started, where they just put themselves in the corner of the room, not speak to anyone. It's, um, and it's profound. And if you take a very person-centred approach to evaluation, you can see it. And so that there could be more opportunities for something that is very person-centred. I know that's really challenging when we're, when, we're, you know, when we're trying to make broad statements about the practice, but there's a huge value to understanding the, the sort of bespoke nature. And um, and there is a real force for good there's, a, there's an organisation in our world called In Defence of Youth Work who champion and and uh, and support the more purest forms of the practice. And they developed this, um, this kind of proponent of the evaluation world, slightly as a reaction to the impact agenda, but it's about storytelling in youth work. And if we can get really good at storytelling, like really good at storytelling, because these stories, they're used as... Testimony in courts of law, that's what testimony is. It's a story that's been interrogated by professionals. They can be submitted as evidence in really serious situations. Why can't we have the same methodology and approach to interrogating storytelling in youth work and help us to understand not only the outcomes, but also the process and the quality and the investment and the thought that's gone into supporting young people, individually or in groups, um and in itself is a sort of form of resistance to uh to other forms of evaluation that need to squeeze every last inch of value out of an intervention
1: i really like that thought about stories and it's something that actually you and i adam have have chatted about in terms of trying to work out our next co-project but i think that's one of the reasons that i kind of left youth work and came into kind of research field is that I felt like I had a head full of stories of different families and different young people and I just wanted to be able to have the opportunity to use those stories and build a bigger collection of stories to actually try and like push for some of the changes that would really help those people and others in similar situations.
2: Yeah absolutely I think the importance or the impact of storytelling is often ignored, but it, it can be profound, um, particularly with something like youth work, it is fundamentally about making a difference to individuals' lives. Um, taking a more person-centered approach seems like a really good way to kind of move forward or to, to think about evaluating youth work. That actually brings me quite nicely to my last question. What does the future hold for you guys at TDC?
0: So we're going to carry on doing a lot of youth work, uh, which we're excited about. Um, we have ongoing relationships with various funders in uh, kind of violence reduction world, local authorities, trusts and foundations, uh, local philanthropists and things. And uh, we're all seemingly moving in the same direction, which is growing this support, this offer of support for young people. We're quite excited about having them be part of the journey, looking at our participation work across all fields, Um, recruiting new young trustees super exciting And, um, and we're also looking at developing networks locally and supporting the kind of sharing of best practice sharing of resource kind of positioned ourselves as a bit of a local leader and need to kind of use that privilege to support other people so that's what we'll be doing next.
2: Sounds really exciting it seems like you've got a lot going on um abby i know you're actually also in the process of working on another project with tdc um before we wrap up would you mind telling us just a little bit about that project
1: yeah of course it appears tdc can't keep us away (laughs) um so uh tdc have recently um started planning for a hospital youth work project which would see a youth worker based in A&E to provide support for young people that come into the hospital. And we're working with them to evaluate it. Um, So, yeah, we're we're looking at a tool that youth workers can use in the hospital that kind of captures what those interactions involve, um, the impact that the interaction could have on young people in terms of like access to healthcare and also if there's any impact on readmissions in the future, if it supports those young people to be making kind of healthier decisions. um, And also we'll be doing some interviews with young people, which is what I'm very, very excited for, um, just to properly unpick how that support works, what it looks like, what it feels like for those young people, and what would make that support even more useful
2: it sounds great sounds really exciting um and i look forward to hearing more about that project um and yeah finding out a bit more about what that work entails and what that looks like kind of practically um it's been great to speak to both of you um does anyone want to add anything before we wrap up
0: thank you for the opportunity to share our story
2: no it's been so great it's been really interesting to learn more about your work and as i said before youth work isn't something we've done so much work on but we're definitely starting to do a lot more and after this conversation i'm definitely excited about that prospect um so thank you for joining us and also thank you abby for joining us today as well
1: oh thank you always lovely to have a chat with you both thank you bye
0: we love making this podcast if you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making it then there are a few things that you can do one subscribe hit the subscribe button in itunes or wherever you are listening two share share this episode with someone you know who will find it interesting three review write a review or leave a comment also feel free to contact us via the links in the show notes thanks a lot